0: peace and blessings family peace and blessings i am king Soul. i am the host of this here edition of the poetry corner podcast that's right you heard it we podcasting now we doing our goddamn thing man It's, it's better than just sitting on ig live on tuesday nights because sometimes i want my tuesday and i know you want your tuesday too so now we podcasting so you can take this anywhere you want any day you want any place you want to go this going with you, and that's my quick plug, because the podcast is real, and we podcasting. And tonight, tonight of all nights for the first installment of the Poetry Corner podcast, he didn't know this until just now, <laughs> i got my man, Curtis Davis, hey. kicking off season three
1: and podcasting, man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I got a little bit of espresso to wake me up uh, right here, um, so you I just need it? a little pick me up, but... uh <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to rise and grind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm How are you? Good. Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just excited, excited about this new venture. Um, I've been, I've been torn with the idea of podcasting for a little minute. So it was like, just, it just kept bouncing around. Like, okay, I can do it. No, you can't. Okay, I can do it. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So now that it's actually come to fruition and we actually podcasting now, um. I'm super excited. I don't know where the fuck it's <laughs> gonna go, but I'm excited to see where this shit where this shit gonna take us. You hey know man, I mean? all it
1: takes is the consistency and I, I've been seeing you stay staying on it. So uh just my hat's off to you for that because I know I know it takes a lot of work. So, you know, I'm proud of you for stepping out there and you know, trying to expand your brand uh now and everything. So it's awesome. And I don't see why you would even question if you could do a podcast or not. <laughs>
0: That I appreciate, man. I was, look, that's why I fucks with you, man. That's why I wanted you on the Poetry Corner. Because, it's like, first off, I didn't have you on the Poetry Corner yet. Right. So I was like, all right, I don't know how the hell I missed that. <laughs> like, I don't know what I was doing with my life to miss that. But then, like, since I met you, man, you always been, like, one of the coolest dudes I've met. Man, you laid back, you chilled, you encouraging. Like, just, just that little snippet of what you said about me is like, damn, <laughs> I feel dope as shit right now. Like, if y'all don't know, I'm dope as shit right now because he just confirmed that shit. I you appreciate know what I mean? Man. So I appreciate you, my brother, man. I appreciate Likewise. you. Likewise. All right, so here is what everybody came to uh, tune in for. And like always, I'm not going to switch this because I love doing it. My first question is, how are you feeling how are you holding up and how has your like your spirits been over the last couple of months or so?
1: Um, good, like really good. Um, Over the last couple of months, um, I've been really trying to get to a, like a healthier state of mind, Um, not just like mentally, but physically as well, trying to eat better and go to the gym and stuff like that it really started in January, of course, you know, everybody tries to turn a new leaf at the beginning (laughs) of the year, Um, but I really, I really needed to make a change, because, you know, through COVID and everything, I really let myself go, and um, was just ordering delivery food every day, every night, you know, um, eating fried fried food all the time, and um, I, like we were talking about a little bit, I, have been working from home since last March. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I know I already worked in a call center before, so I didn't even have that much movement, but now I have even less movement before than before, <laughs> you know, I'm just like sitting at my desk all yeah. day. So, um, I've been, uh, recently, uh, the past few weeks, I've been, uh, playing tennis with a few of my friends that I went to high school with. Um, that's dope. so that's been really awesome. It's just been a way for me to get, cardio in because i hate like just running to run for no other yeah. reason than for exercise yeah. you know
0: like no goal you just running like like there's a goal but it's not the goal that you like you see fit like if i had to just run in a straight line like
1: what the fuck i'm running for, <laughs> you know what I mean? exactly exactly <laughs> so and and also it's cool just you know, trying to gain a new skill working at something and because it's, it's a lot more than just hitting hitting the ball, you got to learn how to actually hit it right and stuff like that. So Definitely. at first, you know, I'm, you know, I, I've never played tennis before. So it was something, you know, completely new for me, I was stepping outside my comfort zone a little bit um but it was with people that like i'm cool with and that i knew weren't gonna like judge me or you know we are all we all kind of suck together so we're all just (laughs) kind of trying to get better and stuff but (laughs) it's fun but um yeah i've been really good man i've been just trying to um you know get better work work at it every day and try to like you know keep that consistency that i was talking about
0: definitely definitely you definitely do man definitely do man i've again i've I'm a witness to your dopeness, um, so if no one else has, we're gonna do what we call dun dun dun. You see, I gotta use my own <laughs> my own sounds until right. I get the board in. Dun you don't dun get the sound dun, drums The stuck in the, <laughs> not yet. I'm working on it. That. That's next. <laughs> uh, the stuck in the elevator segment. Um, this is the introduction segment where uh, the artist, which will be you, um, you will introduce yourself. Um, tell people where you're from and give three good things about yourself
1: alright so my name is Curtis Davis I am born and raised in Tampa Florida and um three good things about myself I would say uh I I am judgment free I try to live with, a, with an open mind um I am a good listener. Um, I try to practice like listening more more than talking, Um, and I would say I'm good at making you laugh every now and then.
0: I like that. I like that. That's dope, man. I love answer that. I love asking that question to you know to act tell somebody to give three good things about themselves because first it makes you think about good things about yourself. Um, I can't speak for everyone, but um, some people don't take the time to like acknowledge the good that that that's in them. You know, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I'm good at this. And then two, I like putting people on the spot because since I've been doing poetry, I've been on the spot. So everybody who comes into poetry. <laughs> is gonna be on the spot just remember
1: well for i mean for to be honest you know i've been i've been peeping the interviews already so i already knew this was coming i was waiting <laughs> for it but <laughs> i knew i didn't i mean obviously i didn't have my answers very prepared uh prepared very well but uh like i'm also Look, i'm also like this is like what i would say is kind of a fault of mine i'm like humbled to like where like it can be a fault sometimes um And so, like, while I was thinking about the good things, I'm like, wait, am I really good at that? Am I? <laughs> you know, that's why I was hes- hesitating because I, I was like, I don't want to actually look, say that. And I'm not really good at that. you <laughs> know Look, that's
0: exactly how I felt when I was talking about this podcast. Like, I like we know we have the ability to do these things. We know we're capable of these things, but like actually taking that stuff or actually doing it or actually saying, hey, I'm good at this um like humility kills us at that point like because we just we so humble like we don't want to be known for being great even though we're great right
1: and like i don't want to like just say that i'm that i am something and not really believe that i am you know
0: true true i'm with it man i love how this (laughs) is going already so now that we got that part he didn't use his cheat sheet um now it's time to get real crazy um that's usually what the soundtrack for the real cri- alright you gonna figure it out see
1: <laughs> there I got you
0: that's why you, that's that's why we do this that's why we do this here at the poetry corner man um so first question is always how did you get into poetry
1: uh, I got into poetry um through mainly through high through high school i um I started writing in middle school but more so uh, I wrote a lot of stories and um when i went to high uh high school i went to howard w. blake high school um and it's a school for the arts and so they have different programs that you can like audition for um mm-hmm. and so i uh i auditioned for creative writing and i also auditioned for uh visual arts cuz i really like drawing too so like all my all my stories that i would write i would like draw stuff to go with them um and so I auditioned for both and I actually got into both programs, but I decided to go with creative writing because I felt like, like that needed more structure than like the visual art part. I felt like I could teach myself that more. Um, yeah. In retrospect, I f- like I know now that like they both take just as much uh, <laughs> structural like learning and stuff. But um, yeah, but, yeah I went with creative writing and um, we really started uh writing poetry as assignments and create and creative writing and um that's also when i discovered um deaf poetry jam on youtube yeah and um that was that shit man yeah man now now it's button poetry for all the kids but um back then it was just (laughs) deaf poetry deaf poetry jam and uh that made me really want to like start memorizing my stuff um, so yeah. I started doing like mem- memorizing poems in my fr- freshman year of high school. Um, yeah. So that's how it, like it all kind of started, really.
0: This is the poetry corner. Take a break. Count the five, and then say it again. This is the poetry corner. That's dope. That's dope, man. So, with that, um, how long? How long did it take? from like the beginning of that process for you to like accept yourself as like a poet or a spoken word artist like as, aside from just writing poems now it's what you do it's like it's part of your life
1: um i would say it took a while for for that for me really like i think i didn't really come into that um into adult until i was like like in you know, out of my house, like, until I was, like, maybe around 18, 19. Um, but I had been doing it the whole time since my freshman year of high school up until that point. But, um, like, not until around that age when I started, like, when I started, like, going off on, on my own to, like, certain f- festivals and competitions and traveling yeah. on my own as an yeah. adult where I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm really out here doing this and it's not yeah, yeah, i'm not yeah. just part of like a youth program or something like that you know <laughs> um yeah, so yeah. when i started doing it as an adult really and like just making that decision to go out and do it on my own um was re- when i started you know having you know form- formulating that mindset really mm-hmm. but, I, but i always knew it was something that i was gonna you know do forever um yeah but uh but yeah like as far as like really considering myself as a, a poet poet you know
0: yeah, actually, like considering yourself as doing it for real. I mean, because at that point you are doing it for real, like when, like when all the money and like the travel expenses fall, yeah, on you, like you doing that, you doing it, yeah, for real. like you doing
1: it exactly, for real. exactly. When when you're putting your own money into own hard-earned dollars, um, because <laughs> yeah. I because I did a lot of you know poetry like competing and stuff when I was in high school mm-hmm. and like as a youth. Uh, but it's a whole different ball game when you're going out there on your own, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the judges are a little bit different, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's not like they're softer for the youth, but it's it's definitely, there's definitely a different cap level. Like, there's definitely a different, different approach to how they hear your poetry, how they judge your poetry, how they critique your poetry. It's definitely a different feel. So once you get, like, once you get to that point, like, that's a called, like, once the honeymoon phase <laughs> honeymoon phase of poetry is over which is like that first you know first couple of years inside everything is all sweet and gravy everybody your friend and then you grow up and you know it's it, it it may be a different story when you actually get up like that's that's pretty That's pretty much that journey right there. That's that poetry journey. Yeah,
1: and also as a youth, like, you kind of have, like, when you're a kid and, like, you're serious about it and you're pretty good at the same time, like, you almost kind of have an upper hand on some of the adults because a lot of the, if you know, if the judges are adults, then they're going to, like, be like, oh, this kid is, like, really good. Like, you know, he's up yeah. there, you know, toe to toe with the adults, you know? <laughs> with the but big when, dogs totally, but when you totally. start getting up up in age a little bit you start losing that flair <laughs> hey
0: man i'm hopped hop in hella slams man like hella slams over like this whole uh panorama view um hella slams and that's exactly what it is like being being like like the older cattle like the vet you know what i mean the seasoned poet um, when you do get like that youth flare, like it's nothing against them because they they fire like the I, like the the future of poetry is safe as fuck. Like I'm never <laughs> doubting the future of poetry. Oh, sure. Um, but it it does like you definitely can see like that extra flare because you kind of get engulfed into it. Like what was I doing at 17? Because y'all coming up with these lines that I figured that like 25. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy out there. Um, so what was like your first performance? Like the first time you performed, what was that like? All right.
1: (laughs) So, um, my first performance, it was, so, uh, we have these things called, like, we have these things called poetry readings and, um, Mm -hmm. the freshmen get one reading, you know, out of the year. Um, so it's like the one time the freshmen get their own show Mm -hmm. and get to do their, get to do their kind of thing. Um, and I was like the only freshman who memorized their poem and performed it, you know, away from like the podium. And I was kind of like, you know, walking around and, you know, doing my thing with it. And, um, the the thing was my parents were there and they were so proud of me and like I I got so much praise after like so many people came up to me afterwards telling me how great it was and like my yeah, dad yeah. was like a little teary eyed and everything <laughs> and like
0: got got pops with the tears yeah <laughs>
1: and like um up until that point like I hadn't. I felt like I had always just been a disappointment to my parents kind of cause mm. I, um, I mean, I was, a, I was always a good kid, but like I yeah. messed around in school a lot. Like I got, you know, bad grades and stuff and, um, was always just getting in trouble for that kind of stuff. And like to be at school and be doing something that like was making them proud of me. Like, that's what, yeah. that's what really got me. And, um, and it was like, okay, like, there's something that I can actually do that I enjoy that makes my parents (laughs) proud of me, you know? Um, So uh, it was like in a black box. It was in our black box theater um, at Blake. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was real simple just like a spotlight and everything. Um, And the state, the, the stands were just like regular, like the metal, like stands with the cheap carpeting on the bottom. And they had like chairs on top, like, (laughs) Yo, um, yo. but yeah, it was, it was, it, you know, it was just a, uh, you know, a moment I'll never forget really. That's
0: fantastic, man. I love that story. Um, I love that story. So that's, that's a, that's a prequel y'all. Y'all don't even know this man origin story. Yet. <laughs> that's just a prequel. That's how he got started. This shit about to get deep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is like one of your most memorable moments, um, in poetry?
1: One of my most memorable memorable moments. Um, I'd say the the there I have so many, but um,
0: yeah, of course, it's, it's like choosing between <laughs> your babies. Like somebody gonna be upset. You gonna neglect somebody. Yeah,
1: but I'll just say the first thing that came to mind um, was the first time I really. Tapped into a performance and and felt it, and the first time I like, cried, I cried on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's crazy because it was a poem that I wouldn't perform today, and that I would like a lot of it. Looking back, wasn't like coming from like the right information, and like and like the story. Yeah. The story has changed, and my feelings on it have changed. Have now changed, but like, just like that experience. Yeah. Um, and it was a poem. It was a poem about my grandmother that I never got to meet, and um, because mm. my dad, my dad is from New York, and all his family pretty much lives up there, and um, she died when I was really young, and I know ne- I never, so I never got to meet her, and so it was a basically a poem, a poem to her, and um, and I was kind of like speaking to her in the poem, and my mentor uh, Wally B. Shout out to Wally. Shout out Walter, to Wally B. I knew he was gonna come up somewhere
0: in this uh, <laughs> <Right>. podcast. <laughs> it's like it's like the best way to name drop for like poets, you example. know. Like it's the best way to easy name drop. Wally B. <laughs>
1: Um But he he told me when I was like when I was practicing the poem, he told me to imagine that she was like actually in the room and that I was speaking to her and like that she was like like while I'm performing like find a place in the back of the room and like imagine her there and like only look in that, in that spot instead of like looking around the room. And, um, I did that during that performance and it was at Sacred Grounds coffee house. Um, shout out to Sacred Grounds Mm -hmm. as well. Shout out, shout out. Um, during the Sacred Sound Slam. But, uh, I, you know, I looked at that one spot in the back of the room and I imagined her there and like, I just, you know, it just, I I felt it and it it broke and I started, you know, it it was the first time I experienced that. And like, you know, the first time like just crying in front of a room full of strangers, you know? Um, But Mm -hmm. like after afterwards, like, you know, it's just a, it's just an amazing feeling and like, feels like a weight is almost lifted off. And, um, and yeah, that, that, you know, that first time, and there's been several other times where I've kind of gotten, gotten to that point on stage, but that yeah. uh that experience has also allowed me to you know pass that advice that Wally gave to me on to other poets and it's helped other poets that I've you know given that same advice to tap into the same thing and um yeah. i just really i just really love that and i really it's like a way to really genuinely feel feel your piece when when it when it's to a specific person you know imagining them actually yeah. like in the room and like just zoning out the audience and forgetting that they're there almost but
0: see see that's what makes you professional that's what makes you a professional poet stuff just like mm-hmm. that little tidbits <laughs> and gems that you drop on people to let them know you still that <laughs> man um <laughs> uh, have you do you ever like like look back at like some of your old work and like reminisce uh like how far you come
1: yeah most definitely um I still have some of my really old, like, some of my first poems. Maybe not, like, fully memorized, but they're still in there, you know? Yeah. They
0: locked away somewhere. Yeah.
1: um, And, uh, but really, like, a lot of I I feel like a lot of my growth uh, has been mainly through my performance side of my art, of the art form. Um, And so, like, I, I still have videos of myself on YouTube from when, when I was, like, 15, 14, <laughs> 15, you know, or, like, you know, around that age, performing for the first time. Hey,
0: y'all, y'all just heard it. We got Baby Curtis fo- uh, videos out on YouTube. Go find them. Send them yeah, to me. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's, like, literally my first feature that I ever did, and it was at Black on Black Rhyme, is somewhere on YouTube. You can find it. But, uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, um, my you know, my, the way that I can tap in and really perform now is just exponentially greater than when I first started. Um, and I, you know, I, I never forget, you know, where I, where I came from, especially, um, you know, working with youth and, you know, working with youth poets who like are in that same exact place that I was in when I first started and, you know, just letting them know, like, you know, I was there, I know, like, um, and, and, and I, and I, I know it takes a lot of work to get, to get to the point where I, where I am at now. And so I try to never, never take it for granted because sometimes, you know, once you get, once you get to a certain point where you feel like you got it down, like it can be easy to just tap into that mode, but beforehand it, you know, it, it you can feel like you're doing the most, but really you're not. And it's like, it's, it, yeah. it's hard to get, it's hard to get past that, that, that reality, you know?
0: Yeah, that that threshold. Like a lot of people, a lot of people know about it. Um, they study it, they watch other poets do it, and then they get up there and try to mimic it. But it's not something you can mimic. Like it's something that you yourself have to feel. Like if you don't feel it, like the audience will know. If there is there any, if there's anyone in the audience with a tidbit of information about what spoken word poetry look like, right. they gonna know. Like they gonna catch it like immediately. Like you gonna you gonna lose them like as soon as you start. Yeah,
1: talking. and like you know people people can hear when you're being genuine people know people watch yes. tv people watch movies people know what bad acting sounds like you know <laughs> people know it, the tone the tone of voice that when you're pretending you know but when you really fe- yeah. but when you're really feeling it and and it's all about being able to tap into that mode whenever you perform but also you know learning your boundaries and learning you don't always have to tap into that mode at the same time true that um and things and things like that.
0: that this is the poetry corner and me you my cool true that um so what has been one of the hardest things you had to overcome um doing poetry
1: one of the hardest things for me has been overcoming the loss of so many slams <laughs> oh man.
0: um tell me about it tell me yeah about
1: man it. <laughs> i um and like everybody who everybody who wins slams a lot will tell you that like you know they've lost a lot more times than they won um mm-hmm. and like for me it was just hard getting past that that struggle because i questioned like my own stories and my own identity yeah. so much because like i'm a like, I'm the type of writer who writes from a true place and, like, from what I from what I know. And so when I'm up there, like, mm-hmm. telling my story and, like, somebody gives it a low score compared to somebody else's story, and it's just like, like, did I not? Like, I've always, like, like I always have these moments where I'm, like, maybe I haven't lived a hard enough life, you know, for, yeah, for, yeah, for this I game, get, you know? Because, you yeah, know, yeah. I've had, um, thankfully, like, a really you know for the most part really good li upbringing and really good life um and yeah. so but of course i experience everything else that everybody else does you know um and but like at the same time when when you're using your own shit that you go through to match up against the other shit that other somebody else goes through and it's like it's like maybe <laughs> i'm not really going through nothing you know it's like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah maybe my shit like maybe my trauma ain't traumatic enough like, it'd be like, and that, that, that I understand that 100% when it comes to slams, because, like, that's, like, that's the bitch of slams. Like, if you got to have thick skin and be willing to get back up, you know, when you, when you feel like you got knocked down. Because a slam would knock you down. Like, I did this one poem one time. Tears came out my eye. Somebody gave me a 4.8. I felt so disrespectful. Like four point nine, move that bitch up to a five. Like take that bit down to a four like four point eight. I feel like you're trying to make a statement and I don't like it. I don't like the statement you are trying to make. Like why? But yeah, nah, you gotta you gotta be prepared for it. Yeah, and it's
1: like learning to accept that no matter what you do, even though even though there are poets out there who have mastered the formula and who uh-huh. just know the game so well that they can, you know, pretty much either win or get close to winning every single time. Um, yeah, yeah, They're in that final just learn, Just learning or accepting that there is still always going to be a part of it that's just completely arbitrary and completely random, and these random people can judge you off of anything that they choose to, no matter what the yeah. person running the slam tells them to judge it by. They can judge you off of... Uh-huh. The hair the hairstyle that you have or any perceptions yeah. that they have of you um and like i don't like i'm not the type of person who wants to like get all spiffy and dressed up for before a slam or change the way i am you know i, mean, I want to i like to go into a, a poetry slam like a, as me um even yeah. though like the, what i love about it is the competitive side does bring another part out of me like because you know when you're, it's just like more, more pressure. And I, I work, I work harder under pressure. So yeah. 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 But at the same time, when you've, when you just face loss after loss and then like what we were talking about earlier, like going out on your own as an adult and putting your hard earned money into traveling out to a whole different city that you never been to before practicing for months and months and months only to like, get eliminated in the first round of first yeah the first round. day of the competition you still got two whole days left the first round yeah, yeah you know um but like that's where that humbleness comes from and that's where um like really learning to do it for the love and i'm at a point right now where i've kind of like kind of left slam in the in, in the background um in my mind uh not yeah. necessarily like not being involved in the slam world but like competing myself and then like now i'm at a point where i'm like trying to i have to like rediscover kind of like what drive what drives me to write outside of trying to be a dope slam poet you know
0: definitely definitely i'm with it i'm with it man um by the way you are slam (laughs) poet. um one of my favorites um, I don't know if I told you that, uh, but now that everybody knows, now it's now it's now it's national, now it's international because we podcasting now. So we, hey,
1: I got the international King Soul <laughs> stamp of approval. <improvement.
0: laughs> stamp it!
1: Um. That'll be another soundbite. <laughs>
0: That's real, man. I'm loving it. Oh, stamp it! Um, <laughs> what, what do you enjoy most about? living or doing poetry what living in poetry or doing poetry
1: I what I enjoy most about it is that it helps people find their vo- their own voice yeah, um, sure. it, if they stay dedicated enough to, uh, dedicated enough to it because everybody any, in any art form when everybody starts off they mimic their inspirations but it's about mm-hmm. doing that enough to where you get where, to where you find your voice and all your own voice and all of that and um for me like poetry really helped me come out of my shell think think experiencing things like crying in front of a room full of people like once you experience something like that yeah. like <laughs> you yeah. can walk into a you room full of people back. and just like be yourself you know because like like yeah. I've already felt that like got, gotten past that fear of judgment um and so mm. uh, for me I'm I am now in an in extroverted introvert whereas before <laughs> I was only an introvert you know like yeah, yeah you know, like what, now I'm able to get myself out of that shell that I feel so comfortable in and and interact with other people and you know talk to random strangers and carry on, carry out a regular conversation. Whereas before I, you know, I would yeah, be yeah. too timid to walk up and talk to a stranger, you know, and yeah. I still, I still yeah. experience that feeling every now and then, you know, <laughs> it's still a constant work, work in progress, but like through poetry, I've got, I've gained enough confidence to step outside of my shell, my shell and, and really expand my, my way of thinking and everything. And I feel like it does that for, for everybody. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's that's why i love you know working with youth and and teaching them to try and do that for themselves um because it's something that i that i experienced as as a youth and and growing up like i really grew up doing poetry and like it i feel like it really helped me in a lot of ways and i feel like i have a different mindset than a lot of other people because of it
0: definitely i definitely i can agree with you on that man i'm you, you speak in my story man that's why I know
1: I like it <laughs> oh song. i know you got a whole poem um, about it
0: <laughs> a whole poem <laughs> um but yeah man it definitely it breaks you it definitely breaks you out man like it me being myself i feel like is the greatest accomplishment i've ever had in poetry like being able to be myself cuz you know prior to this and i'm pretty sure you can attest um i didn't necessarily follow but i did try to fit in that time like, just so I don't feel alone. Because I've always felt mm-hmm. alone. So, just so I don't feel alone, I try to fit in. But, like, once I start writing, like, once I actually start doing poetry, like, actually performing, man, <laughs> fucking people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it's the same same exact same exact way for me. And, like, I feel like uh, what everybody is in search of all the time is just a community that they can be with a part of yes. and i feel like that's that's what like the whole wanting to fit in thing is like you just want to have a group of people that you that you fit right with you know and yeah. poetry you you can find that a lot of the times because you know poets usually have similar you know wavelengths when when it comes to interests and and things like that oh. and um in certain value systems um so like <clears throat> poetry obviously there's peaks and valleys all the time but poetry has definitely definitely gives you a sense of community um for sure and i feel like that's that's something that everybody needs
0: i agree i agree it's it's what everybody needs like if you say you don't need it you <laughs> it's that's as simple as that you lie um so what is what where do you draw your inspiration like what who are some some like poets or spoken word artists that you study coming in and like who how do you continue to draw inspiration Mm -hmm. to write
1: so uh when i first started writing my one of my biggest inspirations was uh saul williams yeah um yeah yeah he i'm gonna send this (laughs) (laughs) he was uh yeah he was like my my biggest inspiration when i saw him on deaf poetry jam pull out that long ass scroll (laughs) and do his yeah man um (laughs) And I became, you know, I was just a huge fan of his. I went and saw him perform live, like, cause he does, he did, uh, he does music as well. And I went and mm-hmm. saw him perform live. My dad, my dad took me and he was like, he hated life. My dad hated life in that moment. Cause it was so loud in there. He was just like sitting in the back, like, you know, just do your thing. son. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just be back here <laughs> hanging out. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Saul Williams was a really big inspiration for me. Um, Also other poets like early in my career were uh, Buddy Wakefield, uh, Mm -hmm. Anis Majgani. um, And then uh, like I've had other inspirations as far as performance, like a really big inspiration for me, like pushing myself out of like my shell um, or or, like pushing boundaries was, uh, is Anthony McPherson. Um and Hold he's on. just like super animated and like beatboxes during his performances and he was like he's oh, like uh, a you know a uh, a dancer as well so he could do like little dance moves and stuff. Oh, so
0: he he got the whole got the whole yeah, thing he does, with it he like, was, like <laughs> you know
1: super out there with it and he like you know pushes the boundary a lot and just does so many creative things in his performances. Um, that like. He really inspired me to to do some different stuff in my in my performances and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I and I'm gonna bring him up again. But also uh, Wally B is the big inspiration. <laughs> um, Shout out Wally! Yeah. Um, with Wally though, it's because he like has constantly just continued to grow as a writer and a poet, like. Like, yeah. since the first time I met him to now, like, he's just a completely different poet. And, like, the fact that he can continue working on his artistry and continue growing, like, it makes me feel more confident in myself to continue doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so, like, nowadays, it is, it's, for me, like, I don't have a whole lot of motivation for writing these days, unfortunately. That's why I was just... yeah Yeah. that's what i was just um kind of talking about like i feel like i'm in a phase of kind of rediscovery um i am though like uh pushing myself to try to get a book out by july so um i'll make that i'm gonna make that announcement on the podcast so that way i can you know manifest it (laughs) and you heard it
0: (laughs) you heard it here first we just got an exclusive information you know about exclusive 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 but yeah hey we gonna record some of these sound bites for
1: real (laughs) um i've been uh i've been getting really back into doing a lot of visual art um yeah yeah. and that that's where like i really started with my i would say my creative journey as a as a kid so Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm kind of like in a place of rebirth um so, I'm pushing myself to get this book out uh by July. Um I'm going to try to write every day um between uh March and going to try all of April as well. I don't know if I'll get all the way through April, but um but yeah, I uh I'm really just pushing my my motivation right now is to not lose what I have. <laughs>
0: definitely definitely my thing is if i can give any advice uh take it or leave it uh get back to the basics um you said when you first started doing this you'll draw something and then you'll write a little something with it get back yeah. to the basics at least you know get work yourself back into it because you already you know you're already doing your visual you like visual arts are <laughs> five bro i, I like, never told you that we got to get together on some cartoon hey. shit um your your visuals are fucking awesome so like just get back to the basics just draw some shit and then write a little bit of you know that's you know how we do this it's, it, we make our art make yeah, art man. and then we make dollars i
1: appreciate that yeah that's kind of where my head where my head was at um with it And that's what i want to kind of work, work like i have this whole whole story in my head that i that i can write out and everything um yes sir but yeah, it's it's all about like getting to the point where you stop just like planning it and talking about it and, and actually doing it. So, um, yes, I get it. I eat the first podcast. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> hey, bro, we got this, man. And you just officially adopted accountability. Yes. partner Because I'm gonna be on your Dude, ass. I need that. <laughs> I'm going to be on your ass, because I, I want this book to come. I, y'all don't know. Like, y'all think I'll just be, i be playing when I'll be telling you, like, the people I bring up here, I really, like, I really admire. Like, I fucks with this dude. Like, this guy is dope. Like, if you never, I mean, you going to hear him spitting a little, a little later, <laughs> but if you never really got to see him, like, in person, like, live, man, you missed the whole show, man. This dude is a beast. Um, And that's just a quick plug. I appreciate I that, bro. <laughs> um, do you, have you ever felt, um, cause I know you, you, you're saying, you said that you are like transitioning a little bit, you know, getting back to like, a, like a rebirth or something. Have you ever felt the need or felt pressured to produce content or produce or
1: create? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I feel like every artist feels that pressure, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely have felt that pressure, especially in the slam world when you're getting ready for a competition. Um but also like the 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 longer I've gotten into my journey of writing, like the longer it takes me to produce. Um Yeah. yeah and, I, get I get that. <laughs> and uh the most pressure I feel like I even even, you know, thinking about what poem I was gonna perform for this today you know it's like i don't want to keep doing all you know you never want to keep doing all the stuff you know even though sure i not. mean even though like most you know i'm not like this famous poet where i have all these millions of views on youtube you know the most most likely most people haven't heard whatever poem i might do but just for my yeah. my own knowledge like you know you always want to continue to grow and then like continuing to do the same poems over and over again can add a pressure onto you it where it's like all right i can't keep just keep keep doing the, the same old stuff man like i gotta yeah, i yeah, got it right? i gotta That's get it. something new out you know
0: because you got it you want to have that you want to have that fresh like although it's new to like probably other people like you've heard it so much you've done it so much you've expelled almost every emotion you can expel out of it now it's just like, now you, at some time, some points you start performing poems, like automated, like you don't even, you don't even think about it. You just perform, you hit the highs, you hit the lows. If you're supposed to shed a tear, you shed a tear, not saying that it's not oh, real, yeah. but you've done it so much that it's just, it becomes, it becomes like muscle memory at that
1: Yeah, point. exactly. And like the worst, the worst feeling is like feeling like a fraud in the middle of a performance. Like, when you're yeah. right in the middle of your poem, and you're like, I'm not feeling anything that I'm saying right now. <laughs> and like, you know, you got people and you got people staring at you and they're they're feeling it and they're like, they're, yeah, they they're into me. it. And You're just like, man, this is like this is boring as hell, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know?
0: I get it. I get it, man. I've had me a couple of those experience, man. I just thought it was me, man. I thought I was a bad person. <laughs> it's like, damn, man, am I bad at this or something? Like, but I mean,
1: damn. just for you, just for you to know, like that's in a that's a an testament to the where you're at and your and your level of your career because when you get when you can get to the point where like you're just, like, thinking of other stuff during your performance. Like, that's yeah. a different level of performance of, and comfortability on stage. So, like, it's a it's a double-edged sword because, like, once you get to that point, it's all about not falling into that and always staying, like, tapped in and connected. So, and it's hard to do that when, Definitely. when you know, you've done a poem a, a million times. And then also, like, for me, I've experienced where, like, I've done a poem a million times and I've done it on, for the millionth time, but I'm still feeling it just as hard. And I'm like, why am I still feeling this emotion? Why am I still yeah, feeling this yeah. way about this poem that I wrote about five, this poem I wrote five years ago, you know, And it's like, it's like, yeah. I need to move, like get past this, you know? And, um, and sometimes, uh, re like opening up those wounds over and over again, like stops you from moving past it. um, and then other times when you perform it, it can like feel like a weight is lifted off your shoulders. So it's all, yep. you know, it's all a balance of finding like what's good for you and what's not good for you and, and stuff like that.
0: That's dope. So, so you have, I can't say necessarily recently, but recently you, you transitioned from, you know, just poet to now poet, coach, uh, teacher, mm-hmm. mentor. Um, How did you feel um, when that opportunity came,
1: uh, well, we were just talking about pressure. I felt pressure. I felt a lot of, you know, um, I,
0: it's a, just a little, yeah, just a little bit.
1: and I felt um, <laughs> there's a lot of insecurities as well. Um, yeah. for me, like, I always knew that, cause just to let everybody know who doesn't know, um, the organization I work for is called Heardem Say um and we're a youth poetry organization well we're really a youth arts collective for all different types of you know young young people who do art arts but our focus is on poetry and it's the same program that I came up through as a youth um when I was in high school and everything and it was something that I always knew that I wanted to come back to and and get and give back to but I never for the longest I always felt uncomfortable with it because you know when you're like early in your early 20s like you're an adult but you still don't feel like you got everything you don't really feel like an adult all the way yet yeah it ain't hit yet and like it felt weird for me to be like okay i'm gonna be in charge of these young minds and like have an influence over the projection of their their poetry career and stuff like that um and also like i work with my my fiance zen and she's like shout Yeah, out shout out to, to shout out to my lady. Um I don't know what the fuck
0: you was acting like you ain't wanna do it. It's like she ain't finna hear this and
1: be like, nah, I'm say Curtis <laughs> Nah, she can, she's in the other room, she could probably hear me right now. Um but she's she's like a natural at it. Like she's just naturally good at communicating with with them and, and talking to them and things like that. Um and she's also like done other like instruct like she-, <laughs> she used to actually do jujitsu. Um so yeah, she oh, used shit. to she used <laughs> oh, to teach jujitsu. Um yeah. and so she already kinda had some experience with doing that type of thing. Um so I just kinda like took her lead a lot of a lot of the time and um and yeah, yeah. dipped my toes in when I when I could and just got a little bit more, more and more comfortable and like when I would when I would like give them certain tips or tricks and suggestions to change in their poems. And then when it came time for them mm-hmm. to perform it in front of an audience and see it go well for them. And like the audience react well mm-hmm. to something that I suggested that they change. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I can actually, you know, kind of do this. Like what I'm telling <laughs> them to do is not, is not wrong. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You,
0: you, you already a teacher at heart is just, accepting and then starting to, to actually get it out. I think that's, like, the most, like, that's where the nerves come in because you're mm-hmm. humble. You're humble. So the last thing you want to do is, like, steer somebody down the wrong path because, you you know, being humble, it's not that we question our path, but we do reassess our path on a daily mm-hmm. basis so we know we're doing the right things. The last thing we want to do is send somebody in the wrong direction. Like, I get that. Footwear. Yeah,
1: most definitely, man. Yeah, and... It's just uh, for me, it's it's just uh, been a a really big learning experience, but super super rewarding, and um, I really in- enjoy doing it now. And like uh, now, I'm like fully confident in my in my abilities and things like that. And um, yeah. it's like you know, it's all about like you already already knew know all the information. It's just learning how to. Translate it and and in a way that like a young mind can understand because you know when you're when you're dealing with an adult like you can tell them more plainly you're just like yo like come on get this together like
0: yeah. do this yeah this. yeah Let's get this. but get what are you dealing this
1: with you know um a young mind and and especially like um like a young person that deals with mental health issues and like like that was that that was a new experience for me and things like that um so. Uh, yeah. But it's like like I said, it's super rewarding, and I, I really enjoy doing it. And it was just something that I had to get comfortable with, just like, per, per, just like performing, just like poetry. Just doing doing it more and more, putting yourself out there, not being afraid to be center stage and say certain things, um, and and getting past the your your doubts and fears and things like that. Dope shit, man. Gems, <laughs> dropping gems.
0: Is that gonna be another? Like I'm just giving y'all the sound bites early, so when the when they come in, it's not like, oh, what what are they doing? <laughs> you already know if you if you caught the first episode, you already know how we doing this, man. It's the Poetry Corner Podcast. We podcast making history,
1: man. you know, <laughs> oh, making
0: history. I did even, even, I ain't even, I ain't even, I ain't even say that. <laughs> let's we, man, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. I, I tell you, all right, I'm on. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a couple more questions, and then we're going to get into All a right. poem. Um, what is the best advice someone has given you in life? Not necessarily poetry, just in life.
1: Mm, dang.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Got to sit back and think about it for a second, man. Life and, you know, life and life. Um. This is the Poetry Corner.
1: I would say that everything. I'm gonna just go back to. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna just go back to another Wally B. shout out. Um, <laughs> shout out Wally. But um, some advice that Wally gave to me when I was kind of talking to him about the struggles that I faced with like finding the motivation to write and things like that yeah. is that um, yeah. like he said that everything comes in seasons, so. Just because like you're not in a place where you're writing right now, it doesn't mean like you're gonna be in that place forever. You know, everything everything yeah. comes back around. Um, and like when you think, of, for me, when I started thinking about like like certain phases of life or things that I experience as like equating it to like a seasonal weather, like something that something that will yeah. pass. Um, it's temporary. Yeah. Um. But also like. Keeping that in mind about about the good things too, you know, like not everything good is gonna last forever. Like, there's gonna be moments where where you're happy and you're high in life, but like, don't ever fool yourself to think like it's gonna be up there all the time, you know. All the time, Uh, like everything's (laughs) gonna everything comes comes back around. (laughs) Um, So, yeah that that's probably uh, I would say one of the best words of advice that I've received.
0: that's dope shit. Man. Yeah, man. I, I can say uh, it's another shameless plug. Uh, Wally, Wally has held down the Tampa Bay Portrait Community for a minute. He has uh, brought a whole bunch of young talent to like adulthood. To like, now we're beast. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, at first we were starting. Now we're beast. Now I'll put our line up against many other cities. I'm not going to say cities. <laughs> Cause I don't want nobody calling us just yet We got stuff we gotta be doing right now But I'll put up put us up against a couple couple different cities You know what I mean Like we're, we're beast here now man So shout out Wally B for holding this thing down Shameless plug I think I'm done with it <laughs> <today>, I think <laughs> Um So Um
1: What does success mean to you? Um Well, firstly, I think, I think, uh, like success is, is for me is going to be like something that is going to be a definition that's going to always be changing. Um, but, uh, I think in this for me right now, I, I would say that success for me is, um, keeping to my word like when i say yes. when i decide that i'm going to do something and i say that i'm going to do something fo- following through with it and and actually doing it even if it's even if it's a, a small thing like um and then and then uh reaffirming myself that i am successful and like con- constantly reminding myself that i am successful okay. and um i'm going yeah, yeah. to be like more and i'm going to be more successful um What's that? But uh, but yeah, for me right now, that's a big thing. Is like I've been working on self discipline a lot, and um, and doing, and like doing what what feels right to me, and never never like ignoring that feeling for what what's easier, you know. That's yeah. true.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, man. I love that. I love that. See, your humility, man. Your humility is why you dope. And your dopeness is what got you in the poetry corner because dope artists come here. That's that's all we, we – we don't bring trash people in here because dope.
1: Hey, I feel that's dope it. just being in this corner right now, man. This is a great corner.
0: <laughs> this is the best corner to be in. You remember you used to have to be in the corner in school? This ain't like that corner. This is a right. corner you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last question. Um, actually this is not the last question. It's the last question before you do a poem and then I ask okay. you your last question. Um still, you know, we, we this is a podcast. We podcast <laughs> y'all. Just dude, we can take this time. Dude. We podcasting. I ain't, I ain't got nobody telling me I got thirty right, minutes exactly. left. Nah, I got time. <laughs> um, <laughs> um what has your poetry taught you about yourself and what do you hope people take from your poetry?
1: poetry has taught me that taught me about myself that i that i'm more a lot more capable um than i think i am um of doing a whole of doing a whole lot of things um oh, yeah. and that uh i shouldn't i shouldn't ever i shouldn't ever compare myself to anybody else basically um, that's real, and that's kind of like what I was talking about through this. That's what I really learned through slam, like not comparing my my story or the things that I go through to anybody else's journey, um, and just focusing on on myself. Um, but yeah, it's taught me it's taught me that like I can do, I like to not second guess myself, basically. Um, that's real. That's real. And as far as what I feel, what I hope people take away from my poetry um i hope people take a uh, a different perspective away i hope i see i mm-hmm. hope i i make people hear something that where that makes them visualize something about the world in a different way even if it's just a a pretty metaphor like something that a regular i like making pe- i like making people picture regular things as like something magnificent and beautiful you know and yes. like and like ma- yeah, making people see the beauty and like the everyday life and everyday and everyday things that we go through, um, and breaking up the mon- the monotony kind of in that way, um, yeah.
0: I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I I mean I've studied your poetry and your your, your poetry definitely does that. Uh, from again personal experience, I'm biased. So what? My <laughs> show. Um, but now nah, you you definitely definitely very thought invoking. Um, you definitely, uh, your wordplay is sick. Um, your imagery, I love imagery. Um, I love lyricism and imagery, and you got both of them in your work, bro. You, you fire. Like
1: that's,
0: <laughs> that's what I can pretty much what I can say right now. You fire. Thank you. Man. So, um, you go ahead and let these people hear some of this fire because that's what they came to the
1: poetry. Yeah. Hey, all right. Um. So, in the vein of not doing old shit. I'm gonna do some old shit <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that no one's really ever really heard before. <laughs> um,
0: old, old, yeah. Shit. So
1: this is something that I wrote last year, um, and I only performed it one time. So only one audience has ever heard it before. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: exclusive, 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 exclusive.
1: But uh. This does not have a title, I'm just gonna go into the poem. Haiku. We all break sometimes. Artists just frame the pieces and add a price tag. Mm -hmm. There are days where my fire feels more twisted metal. Days where my spine be more like chain link fence dancing in the wind. Mm -hmm a white flag asking for forgiveness, fragile faith, but still strong in the face of failure. I have learned to look my demons in the eye through barbed wire blindfolds, stepped into the dancing shoes of holy men who have waltzed with the devil to realize I am on the heels of greatness. Saw my fate and warped my perception of being, but couldn't get rid of all the bullet holes. Couldn't stop all the light from pouring through them. Put up walls, but couldn't stop crafting art from all these melted barricades. What a gift it is to turn a broken thing into a monument. A picture-perfect reflection that you can't see yourself in, but still do anyway. Methodical madness of ugly beauty and madness meshed into a mural of me. Poets often speak of painting metaphors with their tongue, but I prefer sculpting skirt sc- with mine. <laughs>
0: fire, bro, that's bars. That's bars, man. Um, crazy. <laughs> I told y'all. I told y'all. Y'all thought it was playing. Y'all thought it was playing. Y'all thought it was like, ah, man, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. nah. This dude fire. This dude a beast. Um, if you don't know him, you uh, you don't, you don't know poetry. <laughs> that's simple as that simple as that you don't know poetry i can i can confidently <laughs> make that claim um dm me and challenge me whatever um find this guy um but
1: nah, bro that I, I, I love thank it. you man. i love that thank poem, you brother. thank you i love it and it's crazy because it kind of like has some of the things we were talking about in it throughout the interview so that's yeah. <laughs> pretty cool <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's laced and that's 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 the one of the best things about doing this. Um, I, I say this a good amount, but I mean, I really believe it. Like one of the best parts about this is you. Uh, it allows uh, people to see the personality of the poet because uh, people get so they fall in love with like the poet themselves. Like, oh, I like how they words string together. Like, I like how they perform, and like they fall in love with the artist without even knowing um the person. Like for me personally, I was doing poetry here in Tampa for like three two two, three years before people even knew mm-hmm. my real name was Kelvin. Like everybody just knew me as King Soul. Um because that's just, you know, that's artist talk. Like hey, how are you? I'm King Soul, you know it, I'm you know, bop bop bop. Um but this this right here shows like that that other level like that shows it shows people that no matter where you are in the poetry game, we yeah. all started somewhere we all went through some things we all had some lessons we had to learn we all you know won. we all lost like we're all in this together so never feel like your poetry is small because shit all our poetry started small like and and, and then
1: like also on top of that like even even the most successful poets like in the grand scheme of thing are small in the in that in like when you look at the world you know like like Like, so like to question yourself or compare yourself to never like like i was just talking about a little while ago like never compare yourself to another poet or another artist because we're all on different journeys and and we're we're not all on the same time frame in those journeys you know just because like exactly because i've experienced where like i've been in the game for a while and then another poet comes in and they're like wrecking the whole game after being doing only doing poetry for a year, you know. But yeah, yeah. I've but seen, like I've seen that, that, that just that doesn't mean anything about about my own, you know, work ethic and my own artistry. It just means my journey is on a is is on a different timeline than theirs, you know? Um but yeah, for sure.
0: Definitely. Now I'm with that. I'm with that cuz we we like we all do. We all take this journey on different times, different paths um some of us take it um for that. Some of us need to get our words out there quicker so that it moves in that way. Some of us uh we learn lessons and we're we're all like we're player coaches. You know what I mean? Like we we can be in the game, um but we also can coach a team. And like so all paths are different. So you might be a player coach trying to be the star the franchise player like that's that's just not your path like no one is going to just pick you up and run with you because you're a player coach you need to learn as well as teach um so definitely never 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 compare yourself to anyone um and understand that there there are dope people out there like there are some dope ass artists out there (coughs)
1: um and also are you and also that there are people who are just natural born Whatever, you know, there's either, there's either people, there's people who, <clears throat> for me, in my viewpoint with po- spoken word, is there's either po- people who are natural born writers and can write really good and they have to work on their performance, uh-huh. or they're natural born performers and they have to work on getting their writing to a better point, or they're not naturally good at yeah. either and they just have to work, you know, d- d- double, yeah, twice as, twice as hard to get better <laughs> at both. But, um, but yeah, um, there there's just in having that understanding. Cause like some people just, some people don't understand that like both the performance side and the writing side of poetry, like have to be worked on in, in different ways and they both have to have attention towards them. And, Definitely. and really a lot of it is just experience and, and doing it over and over again.
0: <laughs> That's real. That's real. So last question, and then we're going to do our outro. Um, last question. What will be the first line
1: in your autobiography? The first line in my autobiography. Sup, bro. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I would say. I have. Well, so I have this line that I kind of live by. I have it tattooed on my arm (laughs) um but it's every day above ground is a good day and um i don't really because you know the writer in me is like trying to think what would come after that though like (laughs) is that really a good first line but um
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that's for me for me and it's just me personal opinion again i'm biased um that you you don't you don't necessarily like that itself is it's is the first line like every day above ground is a good day um because whoever's reading this um you know whether you are still here and physically or not will still have to appreciate those words because that's something that now they can pick up and run with and live with um, so even if you are 10, ten tangible, <laughs> y'all know the word tangible, um,
1: tangible, tangible,
0: tangible, there we go. Ten, <laughs> even if you're that to people, um, you know, it gives them that extra, that extra oomph to know that they can do it. Cause like, like something, something like that can, can spark, it sparked you. What do you mean? Like it sparked you. So like that's that's yeah a good that word. that um
1: and it, i want to shout out that it it's a saying it's a it's a saying that people have said but um the what i what where i first heard it was in a poem called count on it by miles hodges um so if y'all ever want to mm-hmm. check that out that's where I, I got it from but he opens up the poem with that line and um that uh that that poem it the the line is a representation for me of that poem and that poem really changed my outlook on the way i look at a lot of things so um yeah it's a really good reminder for me and i think like you said a good it, it'd be a good reminder for for other people as well so yeah every day above ground is a good day would be the first line in my autobiography
0: so y'all better start <laughs> pre-ordering because once he actually make it y'all ain't gonna get books Y'all ain't gonna be able to get books, so you better start pre-ordering today. Hit them,
1: yeah. Today, just, today. uh, just hit me up. Um, I'll, I'll lock it in. I'll put in my in my notes <laughs> on my phone. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh man, I I definitely off top appreciate. It's been an honor to have you in the Poetry Corner. So we got to do this nice little smooth outro because we slid in nice with the intro. So in this part of it, um, tell the people where they can follow you and find you uh let them know what you got going on for like present currently in uh for the future um in one humble brag
1: all right um so you can follow me uh on instagram that's pretty much where uh, i'm most active i mean Kind of, <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm I'm active a lot uh, more so through my stories and making like everyday posts or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But you can um, reach me more so directly through um, Instagram at C Davis Fly, and that's like C Spot Run, but C Davis Fly. So S E E Davis Fly. Um, and uh, please also if you could follow. Um, my business page, which is Grow House Tampa at Grow House Tampa on Instagram. <laughs> Grow House. Um, we uh, Titan we um, we did a lot of events. Um, but pre COVID, we haven't done. Uh, we've done some virtual events post COVID, but we are. Um, pl- we have plans in the works of bringing back some in-person shows pretty soon um so be yeah, sure. so just follow us and be on the lookout for that because as soon as we got you know something uh locked in we'll be having flyers out and stuff um so follow us on there um and then also uh follow ask me to do a poem um you don't even have to follow it just keep asking me to do a poem in your mind it's pretty simple to remember you can go to ask me to do a com. Yeah, yeah. but um yes yes yeah.
0: Cop a shirt, cop a notebook, cop a, cop, cop something. Um, it's uh, I'm gonna do another
1: shameless plug again.
0: Um, it is a wonderful tool if you are new to poetry or you would like to practice poetry a lot more. Definitely go and find, ask me to do a poem, and get one of them shirts or one of them books or one of them tank tops or one of them other many things these these dudes. Yeah, are man, for sure, buy it just buy it don't think about it and we just got we
1: also we're trying to expand a little bit we, you know we have support local art shirts as well and um we have shirts for rappers too so yeah ch- uh, check us out support um and then also like i mentioned earlier i'm solidifying this for for myself in this moment um but be on the lookout for my book titled hula hooping with halos um in july um, so that, that'll be coming out and it's going to be all brand new poems, um, poems that you haven't heard before. So, um, yeah, follow me, hit me up. Um, was that everything? Oh,
0: oh, one humble brag. out. I get it, but that's, that's the point of this. It's your humility gets checked at the door for this. I'm going to just say
1: this, this is something that I'll, that I'll always hold on to, but, um, 2019, was it 20? It might have been 2018. At one point in my in my career, I was ranked the eighth poet in the world.
0: Oh you know? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but I knew it was gonna come up. That's why I wanted so, yeah, to get I can't these even brag- remember the year.
1: as much, I don't really really care about it. But
0: <laughs> you, know, you, you know how many people ain't get to eight? that's all i'm saying oh um,
1: but yeah competed at the individual world poetry slam and uh ranked eighth out of uh about somewhere around 60 uh to 80 poets somewhere in between there <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is a
0: humble brag for your ass man um i appreciate you taking your time out to be here in the poetry corner man it's dope you're a dope person Uh, i enjoy just conversing with you outside off off this um because you're dope but i'm glad i actually was able to bring you in here i'll let people know who you are reintroduce like allow me to reintroduce (laughs) myself you know what i mean get one of those things going i'm getting some background We'll, we'll make this thing jump um, <laughs> But definitely, man, I, I I respect and admire the artist you are, Curtis Davis, and I appreciate you. Hey, man, time I appreciate me. you
1: as well. And I got to put on my what I call my Wally B hat for a second and just let you know, again, that I'm re- super proud of everything that you've been doing, man, Um, and staying consistent with it and not letting everything in the world with COVID and everything shut you down. You've actually expanded yourself through through all this instead of letting it hold you back. And, um, and I'm really proud of, I'm really proud of the work you've been putting in with it, man. And congratulations on the podcast. Now, um, you're doing big things, bro. <laughs> yeah. Y'all heard hey, it. International baby. Now.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Mr. International soul. That is <laughs> oh, man. I appreciate it, man. Have a good night. Have a blessed night, man. We, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to give a hint to the people. Me and you are going to talk because I, I, I'm thinking about uh, a team-on-team team type situation for one of these Poetry Corner um, okay. open mics. um I haven't decided team-on-team team yet, but I, I do want to talk to you. So that's All just right, a know You know, you know I'm people. ready for it. Yes, sir. All you right, too, man. bro. Have a good night, man.
1: Peace.